This week, three sides of the coin, it's all, almost all, 90% all Peter Chris this week. And it's all good. It's all love. It's all Peter Chris solo albums being reissued on vinyl. We're joined by Tom Shannon, who's reissuing them. This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. There's two thirds here. There was another third who was here with our guest interview, and then he just up and left. So I'm not, I'm, Tommy and I are not sure if he's coming back or what happened here. But you got Michael and Tommy, and you can look at Mark's basement. Yeah. And this is the quiet, you know, for those of you who think, oh, there he comes. There he comes. There he comes. He's back. Bye. So so we're recording. We didn't know if you were coming back, if you quit the show, mm. um, went to eat. We just decided to roll. Um, so now you've got all three of us, everybody. And uh, Tommy, any comments? Yes. I By the have. way, lots of love for our Eddie Trunk episode. Still yeah. lots of love. But last week was uh, Jeremy Spencer, Psychosexual, Five Finger Death Punch. Just came out yes. today as we're recording. Yeah, and which I, I really enjoyed. Um, Ace Steinman said, I became a fan in the mid-80s while Kiss were unmasked when I discovered them. I didn't know it at the time. I was 10 or 11 years old, and my sister had Destroyer on vinyl. I pulled out her record, saw the cover, and thought this was badass. Put the album on, and I was hooked. Then I had to find out more about the band. For me, it was both the image and the music that hooked me. So I can get how the 70s fans felt. However, I grew up in the 80s. My first concert was Hot in the Shade, and I was about 15. Uh, at the time, my favorite lineup is between Kulik Carr and the Fraley Chris, followed by Kulik Singer. However, I love all areas of the band. As for homework, I like Five Figure Death Punch, but not a huge fan. But, you know, we're getting a lot of love for the show because there's people that may not be huge fans or know the music, but enjoyed the show. Yeah. I mean, Jeremy is a huge Kiss fan. Mm-hmm. He really is. I mean, for Christ's sake, put Peter Chris makeup on. Eric Singer makeup. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. Well, all right. Just because we're going to be talking about Peter, I'll, I, I, I won't, I won't rip on Peter. We don't want to piss okay. people off. It was Eddie Cannon makeup. There you go. That'll keep everybody happy. It was Eddie. That's Cannon fair for makeup. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, there you go. Uh, all right. Nothing else we need to really plug. Anything you want to mention, Mark? Yeah, March 6th. Um, there's a big auction coming up. Again, as soon as it gets, as soon as I get uh, all the official okie dokie stuff, well, it's already official, but as soon as uh, I get, put it this way, just go on the Three Sides fan site. I'll, it'll be fucking plastered everywhere. But March 5th, if you want to look forward to a really, really, really special auction that uh, two things, you're going to be able to buy some really super rare Kiss stuff. And number two, you can feel good about it. It's going to go all for a great cause. So I know Tommy knows about it too. So Yeah, and I, want, I, have to, I have to say this so you guys understand. This is, this is for Carl Cochran and 
all the profits or proceeds go to help Carl in his recovery. So like Mark said, whatever you buy, it's also for a good cause, but you're not going to be able to buy jack shit if you don't go to KISS live auctions and request membership. It's free and they uh, will allow you, but they vet you to make sure that you're a KISS fan and you're not a troll. Please don't wait till the day of the auction, because if you do, you're not going to get on to see the auction. You have to be a member of this community to watch this auction. So it'll behoove you to take five minutes out of your life, find KISS Live Auctions on the Facebook page, and ask to become part of that group sooner rather than later. Not to mention, there's a ton of other great auctioneers on there with all kinds of really cool KISS stuff. I do auctions with Kyle now and again, and you have all types of other people who have everything from the early 70s all the way up to current. So if you're a collector and you're looking for that one thing you can't find, there's a good chance you'll find it there. Awesome. Oh, also really quick too, over the weekend, I, I posted a bunch of uh, stuff whenever I start cataloging and it was just nice interacting. I, you know, there's lots of people were digging it. So um, yeah, thanks for the love, man. That's what makes it fun sharing that kind of stuff with you guys. So sharing so together. Liking it and, and, and responding back, I'll, I'll keep doing it whenever, you know, whenever I start cataloging stuff matter of fact during the episode i was cataloging some stuff so um gee no shit we didn't notice yeah i didn't uh, you know it's fine (laughs) here's the kind of here's the kind of stuff i mean you know just got to get it all organized man so cool all right well i think uh let's let's move on to this week's guest we have got, we, we kind of teased this last week. We are joined by Tom Shannon this week. He gets the whole show. We're going to reschedule the other guest that was supposed to join. Um, but Tom's here to talk about his Rockologist upcoming release of the two Peter Chris post-Kiss solo albums, not the 78. When Peter left Kiss, he did two solo albums. Rockologists are reissuing them on vinyl, and Tom is here to talk to us in great detail about how we made that happen. He's been in conversations with Peter and Gigi, what his plans are for all of that. We uh, we do a quick little, not necessarily an update, but discussion on that magic book and what's going on, and we pick Tom's brain on that. And he also reveals a patent that he has received, which is very cool. So um, lots of lots cool, of great info. lots of cool details, mm-hmm. especially if you like kind of understanding the business side of reissuing vinyl. You know what goes into it, how does it happen, what's involved with it. Tom Tom gives us some great insight into all of that. So let it roll. Tom Shannon talking about his Peter Chris Rockologist reissues. Want to get your official three sides of the coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. Hey, everybody. We want to welcome back. I, I don't know. We were joking about this last week. This is your third, maybe fourth 
appearance. You're uh, joining the the gold jacket club. Oh, no, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it's we're gonna have to eat full jacket. Yeah, it's probably yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. Probably I appreciate close, it too. Probably close to four times. We want to welcome back Tom Shannon, who's been on um, again number of times, talking about your book, talking about the projects you worked with with Universal. Um, today we are going to really focus on something we hinted at briefly last week, which is Rockologists releasing two Peter Chris solo albums from the Absolutely. 80s. Absolutely. Haven't been on vinyl in the U.S. Well, one of them's never been on vinyl in the U.S. Let me rock mm -hmm. you. So. Yeah, Let uh, Me Rock You has always been um, an import if you were yep. able to find yeah. it on vinyl. Now, yeah, didn't yeah. didn't Let Me Rock You come out finally on CD, though? It did. It did briefly uh, it did. Uh, back in the reunion era. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so talk, tell us, why did you decide to... I mean, is there nothing left in the Ace Fraley world to to milk the fans for vinyl? Well, well, well. Now, first thing you got to keep in mind is I'm I'm independent, you know. So uh, uh, Ace's work is all with E1 and Ken Gulick, who's who's awesome to work with. Yeah, uh, Ken's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ken, Ken, uh, uh, you know, as I, I'm, I'm sure we'll go over this during this, but you know, Ken, Ken really helped me a lot with my baby steps to get into this because, you know, we just kind of been doing it as a little bit of a hobby, if, if not anything else. But anyway, uh, so, so what is the question? How did we end up with Peter Chris? Yeah, why, uh, why Peter Chris? What brought well, that on? Well, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you that, that, uh, it ended up, uh, and I'm very happy to have them, but, uh, you know, this was like a, a three year journey to get to this point. And, uh, so one of the things that I learned at the front end of this journey was that, uh, uh, you know, of course, it's a music business. <laughs> Little People look at it as cutthroat. I don't look at it that way. But basically, you know, I was told that, you know, I am allowed to submit whatever I want to submit. And and uh, let's, let's just say that, that they hadn't done Kisteria. And, and I went and I pitched that. They would say, thank you very much, Tom. We're going to take that. And, you know, I get that. That makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So what, what I knew I had to do. And, and, and when you mean submit, uh, you mean submit to Universal. Yes, yes. Submit okay, to Universal. Company. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So, so uh, and, and uh, uh, I guess we can talk later how that happened or whatever. But, um, but anyway, so, so I knew going into this, you know, there, like I said, there had been a couple of years lull in between the getting started with this and, hey, hey, yeah, let's go ahead and do this now. Um, and so I submitted six different titles. Okay. And I, I'm not going to tell you all of them. Uh, this is part of the, 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 the dilemma for me. Like I'm super happy about this. I love to tell people what I'm submitting that I'm hoping to get for everybody, but I'm not the only person that can do that. And so right, right. you don't want to give somebody else a chance. Exactly. To steal some, the idea. Some, someone with a little more seniority, perhaps, you know? So, so anyway, so I can't tell you all of them right now, but anyway, so two of them, obviously, the first two that, that, I, that I put that I asked for were let me rock you and out of control, um, you know, because what I know is, you know, the goal, I'm not at the goal. The goal is for them to let me do a KISS project one day, you know, but they're not going to allow that right now. If, if I don't care what I submit right now, if it's KISS, I'm not going to get it. Um, and so I have to pick at the periphery. Super, super happy to be able to get these two titles. Uh, you know, of course, I was uh, uh, in after the point that I submitted for them 
Well, then they released them on CD in Japan. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a downer, but that's okay. And now, now there's counterfeit picture discs of both of them up on uh, on eBay because I'm sure they just took the recording straight off of the uh, the CDs. So that's going to be fun for me because guess who's the, the legal rights holder of those right now? So you got to go chase them down. I don't got to. I get to. That's yeah. the way <laughs> I look at it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already warned one guy. Um, so, okay, yeah. so wait, 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 wait. I want to stop yeah. you right here. Yeah. Because I think this is an important point to make because I'm seeing so much of this type of stuff as of late. Yes, sir. Doing some auctions, and it seems like there's just some people who constantly have this stuff. Yep. Because you were the legal rights holder, Tom, mm-hmm. what does that message or letter to the person who has one look like? What do you say? Well, the first part is going to be getting hold of eBay because that's the first place it's going to get cleared off of. They have they have a program. I have to submit my licenses, license, okay. licensees, whatever, two licenses. Um, and at that point, <clears throat> so like I'm being damaged here, okay? I, I yeah. have these licenses for three years, okay? I'm planning on doing picture disc at some time. Oh, so yeah. These guys, these guys are course. just stealing straight out of my pocket, so uh, – this is something that I've thought that uh, Universal should have done a long time ago. They are not part of this program. Warner Brothers, Warner Records is. They, they, I've, I've seen the roster. Kiss is not part of this. Nobody's in there protecting their trademarks and their and 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 protecting the fans because you know they're getting abused from this stuff. It's it's unbelievable. But anyway, so that's just a happy coincidence on that. So I asked for the two Peter Chris records. Um, and so I also asked for, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say the artist. I, I received one of them. I was told that, yes, you can have this. The next day, <clears throat> I was told that the business office said no. So y'all just mull in your own heads what the, who that band might have been. Well, well let, 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 let me add with, with and I understand you can't and don't yeah. want to. Yeah. And I know exactly are, who are, you're talking are about. Are yeah. all of these projects you requested kiss related or are there some other artists that are all the one okay okay they they were all kiss related and then i said to hell with i'm gonna swing for the fence i think i told y'all here if i could ever do peter frampton a rockologist project with that i feel like i've made it and so that's what i asked for was frampton comes alive i asked to do uh um white discs in the center that faded to black so they would they would look like the two uh the two lights on the cover and of course, that's the first thing that they said no. I, it stayed alive for three weeks, and then they told me, "Well, you know, you're not going to be able to do that." Now, so let, that's fine. I was let swinging. Me, let for me the ask fence. you because I I love the the behind the scenes business mm-hmm. of the the music world. Yeah. Who do you pitch to? Is it an A and R rep? Is it a lawyer? Is there a uh, person well, whose job is just doing this? Well, stuff? I would say the initial thing. I'm just in the process is where I am now. Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm, I mean, I, I have a, uh, a person that, I mean, and it's just their, their job to compile these license requests. You know, that's, that's what this person does. And then they forward it on to whoever, but you know, I, I need to just be straight with this thing. You know, the only reason why I got this opportunity is because of the work that I did on the, on the box sets, Sure, sure. you know, in the back catalog, sure. that's the only reason. 
And so my, my recommendation came from pretty high up. So, you know, everybody's helping. That's all I can well, say. Yeah, you know, I mean, give me a shot. It, you know, it's the music business. It's yeah. as much as it is about quality product and great music. It's also very much about who, you know, do yeah. you, do you have yeah. the phone number and the email address of the right person that you send an email to that gets you in the door? Yeah. And luckily this guy drug me in the door. So, you know, I didn't even have to go find him. He found me years ago. So, uh, and, and again, I don't, I don't share his information. That's, that's nor probably why you. he likes me. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I totally, well, yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't want to yeah. give away your, yeah. your, well, your contacts. Well, so somebody else takes it. Yeah. That's, that's part of my job is to protect him. Not, I mean, right. can you imagine, can you imagine the kiss fans if they found this guy's name out? Sure. Oh, no, a hundred percent. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't need to hit him up because he gives me all the kiss stuff. So <laughs> the stuff that Mark doesn't have. <laughs> all, right. all right. So continue with the Peter Chris. Okay. I'll, so that moved along. All right. So, so, so now I'm at the stage that uh, I've got, I've received both of these at one time. Okay. And so, uh, you know, and I made sure that I told this guy when I submitted them, I said, look, man, if I, if, if for somehow I get all six, I said, I can't do all six right away. I said, I got, I have to spread these out. So, you know, I was glad I'd already approached that with them and it was no issue. Uh, they asked me what, when did I want to have the release date? Uh, and I'll tell you, I'm not going to hit these, uh, because at the time that I, I set this, I I'm thinking things are the way they were the last time I pressed a record over a year ago and they're right. not slowed down a lot. So anyway, the official street date right now is April 4th for, uh, uh, for out of control. Uh, let me rock you. I believe sometime in June, but anyway, the, the idea was to give myself and my, my group of people that I've got to set up now to handle all this stuff. Wanted to give us a, a good solid, you know, month in between these things. So we could get our, get our process down. Uh, because what my goal is, I'm, I, I, I'm hoping within six months that I've got a release every month. And then I hope within a year that I've got two a month. And, uh, you know, the, the, the rockologists are kind of evolving well, not kind of evolving a lot with this. And it started with, uh, with the Eric Carr rockology record that I did. Okay. So, you know, of course, everything I've done up to that point was, uh, for the most part were deluxe editions that are autographed, you know, whatever. And of course with Eric, that's a little tough cause you know, he's not around sign stuff. Although I did have a couple of Eric signatures in there, but anyway, just, I don't, you know, because it hadn't been on vinyl and I thought I figured I'd be sitting on them for years. Uh, I went ahead and had 500 pressed up just a record, you know, and, uh, and price it at 25 bucks, you know, so that somebody that wanted a record could buy the record and hell they sold out, man. I mean, it, it's really sold out. So, you know, it's telling me that, you know, there people want more from me that I'm giving them than just the super deluxe editions. Okay. Uh, so let me get this straight. Yeah. You, you come up with the idea, you press the record mm. and then you sell it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you don't, take the money <laughs> well if, you know for I, I, five or six gonna, years oh, well God. now 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 i'm gonna tell Here you comes Tommy. Tommy I'm gonna tell you. yeah no 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 and i and i see where he's come from and and i'm well, one of the people question. probably i'm probably madder than anybody about about that situation with that because 
I, I, I relied heavily on pre-sales in the past. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and uh, you know, I've, I've done this. And like, I'm going to tell you, I don't think I could have done. I don't think I could even got started if I couldn't have had pre-sales. There's just right. no way. I was hand assembling these records. I mean, it took, there was no way. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't feel slapped in the face by it, but, you know, I mean, everybody can say it, but I mean, I'm an honest guy. I'm not ripping anybody off, you know? Right. And now here, this dumbass has removed. Somebody's not going to write a book one day because of that guy. Somebody's not going to be able to have a record label one day because of that guy, because of what <laughs> he did with that. Now, having said all that, yeah, I, I'm not doing big pre-sales anymore. That's not happening. And you know what? I'm 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 gonna make sure any competitor that I've got, which I don't really know who's a competitor with this, uh, they're not gonna do it either. You know, everybody needs to be playing by the same set of rules. So, but as <laughs> as, as Mike pointed out, there is you can you can pre-sale twenty days in advance, not a day sooner. So yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna say that I wouldn't do that at some point down the line, but I'm not I'm. I can tell you that after the first record comes out, there won't be any need to, you know. But the, uh, but the thing is, is that the, the, everything's already in the pipeline. Yeah. It's a whole different deal. You've yeah. got everything set up. So yeah. pre-selling to help you get off the ground is no different than getting a business loan from a bank to yeah. a bakery or to, to start whatever, you know, auto mechanic, whatever you're going to do. Yeah. It's all part of life. Well, look, Tommy, that, that's, Tommy, that's the fortunate part. Did we lose Mark? He's pontificating. He is thinking hard about it. Oh Actually, he's God. thinking Mark, about dinner. Mark, Mark's got the kiss router back. Yeah. He's thinking about dinner. <laughs> All right. Well, while 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 Mark's router craps out on him, I I would just add that you know the concept of I I prefer the term pre-order because pre-order yeah. still exists in the music business. You go to yeah. on iTunes and you can yeah. pre-order. But here's the thing about pre-orders, and this isn't just in the music business. I've worked e-commerce and retail for decades. The general consensus about the way any business handles pre-orders is they do not charge right. a credit card until the product ships. Yep. Not just when the product is printed, not when it's warehouse, when it's actually picked, packed, and goes out the door do they run the credit card? Yep. So, you know, I almost feel like in some sense, that's got to come back and be understood as the way pre-orders yeah. have always been and should always be done. And right. if anybody is selling you a product before it ships and charges you and takes your money, that's just a red flag right there because that's not, that is not the acceptable way of doing business in any business, not just the kiss world. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And, you know, at this point, up to this point, you know, I've not had the capabilities to do that, that I'm aware of, to be able to get somebody's number bill to do it. I will have to say I'm, I'm having to up my game, which I'm glad to do it. You know, uh, that, that license that, that requires some big boy accounting. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not the accountant on that. So, you know, I'll have my account end up setting something like that because that's what I prefer to do. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, you don't need the people's money until that point. I mean, you know, there's always other avenues to get. To well, get let, the, let the me ask you, for. Tom, because, you know, one of the things, you know, when I worked with KISS and I worked at their, their licensing company, mm -hmm. sometimes the requirement 
of granting a license isn't just a great business idea, but it's also the company, you being able to show you have the ability to manufacture, you have the ability to ship, you have the ability to market and promote it because they don't want to license a product and then not have it come out because it, right. it will reflect, you know, it trickles down in some sense and it'll end up reflecting bad on the record label who licensed it to you. Absolutely. So did you have to prove to some capability that you can do all of that? Well, again, I had a distinct advantage in that, you know, God been working for for years. I mean, of course I'm telling him the, the, the last conversation we had at the end of the, uh, the LP project. Okay. Uh, you know, I was telling him, I said, you know, I just, I just really enjoyed doing it. This all hit, it just, it couldn't have hit at a better time in my life. Uh, the, 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 the week that I started working with them was the first week that I spent on the road and, uh, you know, in my job and I ended up being in that job for like five years, you know? And so I've done this stuff all these years. So, um, you know, I told him, and of course, you know, and he puts up with me, you know, like when we were working on the, uh, uh, on the, uh, singles box, you know, I mocked up, I don't remember what it was. I'm, I mocked up some, some sleeve, you know, and I said, here, man, look at this. I said, you know, I'm not doing my job as a fan if I don't at least push this at you. But anyway, you know, so when we got to the end of the project, I told him, I said, you know, I, I enjoy doing this and I, I got to figure out some way to carve me a way into this. And, and that's just kind of where we left it, you know? And, uh, and so not too long after that, you know, I started looking around, well, what, what, well, I got to get started on something. And, uh, that's when I, you know, I had, uh, I'd been introduced to Bruce Kulik when, when we were working on the tail end of the, of the, the box, when, when they got to, uh, Carnival of Souls, you know, we were trying to find anything, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't blow up. Everybody thinks they blew the CD cover up they did not blow the cd cover up but you know it was difficult to find the images and so I, I had been introduced to bruce through a guy that i didn't even know that just reached out to me and uh, who actually is a, a great friend of mine now his name's michael edwards he he, he does mm -hmm. the majority of my graphic stuff now great guy uh, but anyway uh, uh, so you know, I, I, so I, I connected to Bruce at that point, you know, had contact information and stuff. And, and I just, I, I don't know, I, he had released his BK3 a couple of years before that, you know, and he was selling autographed copies. And so, of course, I went in there and tried to figure out how many he had by, you know, hitting how many number I could do. But I could see that he had a little bit of inventory. And I started thinking, man, I bet you, because I had my Facebook group at that point, you know, and uh, the one that I'm not associated with anymore. And so, you know, just full of KISS vinyl collectors, just KISS vinyl lovers. And so, yeah, I reached out to Bruce and, and, and I'm, you know, made him kind of a simple offer. And, you know, of course, the, and, and it's no different. It was no different talking to Bruce than it has been, you know, talking to Gigi and Peter now. You know, these people don't know me. I mean, you know, and I, I, I understand that. I accept that. And, you know, uh, I'm sure that they've had a lot of people trying to get in their pockets and that's just not what I set this up for. You know, I mean, the, the, the concept to me was number one, I don't make a big deal out of this, but was to drive revenue to artists. You know, I mean, if I can take a product 
that's not moving for them and I can move it for them. I mean, I've done something for them, you know, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. it also by, by the way I've authenticated this stuff and, and I don't want to get too deep into that. Everybody else is doing it wrong. That's all I can tell you. They're doing it wrong. These, these things will be authenticated to hell and back 20 years. From okay. Now. Yeah. Can you, can you, can you, without giving too much detail, I'm a little lost. Huh? Can you a little, can you give just one example of what you mean? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just like a certificate of authentication. Okay. So, so if you, if you received, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you can go up to office depot and get them printed off all day. That's where I get them printed off for mine, but Okay, so I signed that thing, and it says this album has been, you know, autographed by Ace Fraley. I guarantee that. Oh, okay. All right. I understand what yeah, you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because see, what I did on, on the first one, because, uh, you know, I started thinking back, you know. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I had no basis to be able to sell that thing. And I started thinking about when the economy cratered back in 2028. 2008 or whenever it was 12, whenever it was. And, and how Hyundai was nothing when that crash hit. And after that crash hit, they're the biggest, one of the biggest automakers in the world because they gave everybody money back guarantee. And so this might be the craziest thing ever, man. Every one of those first Bruce Kulik records I sold has got a certificate in there. Now they're, they're gone. Now I would have loved to anybody to have cashed it in. I sold those, I think for 60 bucks i think and uh and and so that certificate said that if you if between these two dates because i what i wasn't going to have was somebody buying a bunch of them which turned out they couldn't get more than one anyway but i wasn't gonna have somebody buying a bunch of them and then trying to return them on it you know because they couldn't flip them so it was like a year out and it lasted for about four months and i I thought so i'll you return it to me unopened i'll i'll pay you every cent that you paid on it you can't touch that record for under 250 bucks now. I mean, nobody's right. going to sell that back to me. And of course, I haven't had to put one of those in since. Everything I've released has gotten more valuable. Now, you know, I might be sitting on a big stock of one release I did, but I'm going to sit on it because I'm not going to dump it and let everybody lose money on it. You know, that's just not the way I'm going to do it. I'll, I'll trash them before I do that. But uh, anyway, so that's that's the basis of how I got started with this. And of course, as I was doing this Bruce Kulik one, uh, you know, I was also working on on the uh, uh, the the LP Bibles. And so, you know, I got those done and got them pushed out. And I was just really concentrating on making those look really great. I just I had a project I was going to do that. I want to be able to slow those things down. in, But that thing's long gone. But anyway, um, and I'm wanting to say, I can't remember. It probably was, was, was a guy I know reached out to Ken Gulick and asked if he would talk to us about maybe doing something. And so, you know, that's when I started talking to Ken and uh, this was around Christmas. And so, you know, we're just, I mean, he doesn't know me. I mean, he knew the other guy, but not in this capacity, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I'm sitting there thinking, I thought, I said, and so Ken's a huge Kiss fan. He's a massive Kiss fan. And uh, so I said, Ken, I said, hey, I got these books. Do you mind if I send them to you? I said, I want to send these to you. I said, because, you know, I want you to see the level of the quality of what we put out. You know, I mean, it's awesome graphics at the time. I, I, I mean, uh, the, it, anyway, 
sent those to him, and I, I do think that's what finally sealed it for him. Um, he came back and said that we could do a, uh, uh, you know, Kisses, or I'm sorry, Aces uh, uh, Origins Volume 1, and uh, we, got to, we got to change the, the entire jacket on the thing. Somewhere they've got, you know, we only did 500, but somewhere there's, I don't know, another 2,000 of those jackets laying around, you know, because Ken told me what they were going to do is go and get the jackets pressed up. So, yes, there'll be another ace probably. Uh, but anyway, he promised me they'd put a sticker over the uh, catalog number. So we got a unique catalog number. I mean, that is a custom-pressed LP. And, and Ken walked me like a baby through that entire process, you know. And so this, so here I am, I've, I've gone from purchasing records from one guy to now I've basically purchased a completed pack, custom package that I've got to now sell. And so, you know, we put them up, uh, put them up on, on the, on the, the website uh, at five o'clock on a Saturday and they're all gone within a minute, all gone. Um, so, you know, of course I, I had, I had pressed a small number anyway, because I, you know, frankly, I, I wanted it to be worth a lot of money. So, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's how you do, do it. That. That's how you do that. You know, you only get, you only get one chance to set your, to set your brand. And, you know, I think, I think, I think we've successfully done that. Uh, you know, everybody knows that what we put out is great quality. I mean, I'll tell you on these, on these Peter Christmas, which, uh, you know, again, uh, I am in contact. I got to speak with Gigi and uh, this, this weekend and uh, uh, Peter and I, are in touch by email. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident that, you know, we're, we're going to find something that he's going to enjoy doing. Uh, but the basic records, the $25 records, they're going to have high quality jackets. They're going to have high quality vinyl, uh, probably going to be getting a, a hologram on each of them. Like, like uh, Led Zeppelin does with their albums. Uh, I feel like I got to do it now. I know there's counterfeits out on the market. So I know good and well, they'll be counterfeiting these records as well. Right. But, you know, good luck to them matching up the vinyl and all that. But, uh, but anyway, so that's, that's, that's where we're at with that. Uh, so, you know, where the process is, if this was a year ago, I probably have these things shipping in eight weeks, but that's not when it is, you know, so. Uh, do, you, do you plan to release the baseline records at 25 a piece? Are those going to be a mirror of what the original release is, or are you planning to change anything about it? Well, so, so, so like jackets, I can't change. Okay. Jackets okay. have to remain. Although when I say that, I'm, I'm pretty sure I get to put my licensing information on it, just like an RCA license record, yeah. you know? So man, yeah. I mean, I'm probably gonna pass out when I see that, but, uh, but anyway, uh, so they don't have any artwork. So like I said, I've got, I've got, well, yeah, here they are. So these, these two babies right here are going to be disassembled this evening and I'm going to be running them through my scanner at work and then I'm so, going to be so, cleaning I them mean, up. We, we, we've heard this before many uh -huh. times, but so what you're saying is universal through since, you know, out of control came out in 1980. So between yeah. 1980 and now all of the original artwork is, Trashed, all, history all, all of all of the original kiss stuff was gone when i when i got started and, yeah. and universal didn't bother in the 40 years to scan it and digitize it and just save it as a file somewhere did now <laughs> did now 
yeah, everything's cool it's like, now. How does that even happen? Yeah, yeah. I, well, it's man, it's space for the most part. And here's the other part: we got to remember that stuff is all garbage to them. I mean, oh, not yeah, the, not right. the original separations, but I mean, they man, I have enough trouble storing my stuff. You know, I mean, I yeah. can't hardly keep up with it. So, well, that, you know, that's that's why I was like, you know, at some point somebody should have said universally yeah you, you can't afford warehouses of of film and transparencies yeah. and separations yeah. let's just scan it all in and you know hard drive space is freaking basically free you can now. have all the hard drive space that you want and you can you know here's the peter chris folder and here's yeah. what we got tom and great but the fact that a company as large as universal but you know, I get what you're saying. I mean, they're they're probably they've probably done that for other artists of higher caliber and greater yeah. demand. Yeah. Peter yeah. Chris is out of control from 1980. Let Let's be honest, Tom. The fact that you're coming on three sides of the coin to promote this yeah. is more than was done to promote Out of Control when it was first released. That's true. Right. That's true. That's so. True. So then, can you share with us why? If they're okay with you doing it, mm -hmm. are they okay with you doing it because they see it as a novelty? And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. Oh, no, way. no, no, no. What no. I'm trying to say is I've never understood, our, even though the, the record labels is in shambles, the, you know, the industry. Right. They still look upon these projects as too small to care about. Yeah, essentially. And see, here. so here's part of it. So I, I bring a unique set of skills to them, okay? Not, not only, I mean, the average person, when, when, if, if they had got to the point where they go, okay, I need the, the, the album art, artwork now, and they tell me, no, we don't have it, you're going to have to do it. That's going to get rid of most of them, okay? But, but I'm able to do that, you know? So it doesn't, it doesn't right. phase me. And not only am I able to, to do it in the first place, and, of course, they've seen my work, so they know what I can do. But, but, you know, not, not only is it that I've got the audience to buy, it, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, and it's niche, it's niche. And I'm telling you, I'm going after an even deeper niche later on, not, not a kiss one of, you know, it's another Casablanca artist, but uh, you know, that's going to be the tricky part for me. Mark's going to be so I excited. Have, I have to when he finds out. Mark's going to be so excited when he finds out that you're putting live and sleazy out on vinyl from the village people. <laughs> Well, you not know, even listening. He's oblivious. I yeah. don't know if, if I knew where they were so they could sign it, maybe I would, man. But anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. okay. So how without again, I, I want I'm asking mm -hmm. these questions in a very roundabout fashion, yeah. not to dig about the personal stuff. Because yeah. I understand about wanting to protect what you're doing. Because to me it's fascinating and I love hearing about this. But how do you approach this project and go, okay, how many do you print? How how do you gauge that number? Yeah. For, for me, any time that I put, at least for right now, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to saturate anything for multiple right. reasons, for multiple reasons. First of all, my, my, my license is very interesting. I would have never thought this six months after my license expires, I have to prove that I have no records, you know? So, I mean, that's just, that's the constraints that they put on you. Uh, but hell, I can't remember where I was going at that time. Where were we headed with that? Well, just how do you figure out how many to Oh, make? how many, how many? Okay, okay. So, um, look, I'm just going to be honest with you. There's so much of what I do that's just gut. 
it's just gut. I mean, okay. you know, number one, I don't know where I'd get the research, but then, you know, how am I going to trust it? But uh, right. I would, t- I would tell you that if I, I, I feel positively that if I could, uh, which again, my license, I'm not a wholesaler. Okay. I'm a direct to consumer. I'll, right. I'll take care of that the next time. I didn't realize there was an option in there, you know, but uh, uh, I think that if I, if I was able to wholesale, out of control, I think I could sell 10,000 copies worldwide. Okay. And hmm. take a while. Okay. That would be me shipping them direct. Having said that, right. I, I cannot sell 10,000 in my, in my kids, Facebook groups. That's not happening, you know? No. And, uh, the other part of it too, I want to, I always want to, want to keep the number down. I know it makes some people mad, but you know, they're not the ones with the financial risk involved, you know? I don't yeah, be, but that's there's yeah. something to be said for that. That yeah. you should never yeah. feel bad about that because if you, I, I would think that if you have loyal people buying from you, that yeah. by every single release you have, they should be first in line to get the yep. next that comes out. Yep, yep, that's and the way it goes. So, yeah. So hard is how hard is it to get these if you make an effort? Yeah, yeah. So not not that hard. They I always okay. make it so people can. You know, it's a it's yep. amazing. I bent over backwards the very first. Bruce Kulik one I did. Uh, I, I don't even know how it's going to do. If somebody got up, said, oh, well, somebody will buy more than one. I said, okay, well, then everybody send your order to me by email. I'll take them by the order that they come in. And, uh, you know, it turned out I could have sold over 300. But uh, uh, the two people that complained about it didn't even bother trying to order one. So I don't even worry about of that. Of course anymore. not. Yeah, yeah, I don't even that, worry yeah. about that Screw those people. Tom, yeah. let me ask you back to estimating units that you yeah. sell so obviously you know and there and and having that gut instinct is actually good i mean that's that's what separates a lot of success from not success is that yeah. person who succeeded has that gut understanding of their market and their product so that's really good but i'm sure universal looks at this you, know, you correct me if I'm wrong, but they're like, oh, we're we're not giving this to Tom just because he's got a good gut instinct. Right, here. right, right. You know, right. they're sitting here going, we appreciate his gut instinct. Yeah. But what's the ROI on this? I mean, yeah. you know, the 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 accountants and the lawyers are going, uh, you know, I guess what I'm asking is, do you present the numbers in such a way, having an understanding of the label a little bit mm-hmm. to go, all right, this is enough of a number that they will pay attention versus just reject. Oh, he only wants to sell 100 copies. Forget it. It's yeah, not even yeah, worth me yeah. going to the file cabinet to pull out paperwork. Yeah. You yeah. know, do you, are you kind of working it that way too, to present it in such a way that it looks appealing enough to the label? Uh, well, uh, just barely, just barely made any difference. Cause you know, like, you know, I swallowed initially about doing 2,400 copies. I've never done that, man. I've done a thousand, you know, and I, yeah. I, I swallowed for about two seconds and I said 2,400 because that's what I need to sell, you know, to make this worthwhile. And uh, that number also, so this, you know, of course I submitted these before I was able to, you know, make contact with Gigi and Peter. So, you know, I'm, I'm going on the assumption that I'm going to have to sell all these as just sealed records, you know, and so I'm sitting there breaking 2,400 up into several different lots because I'm thinking, well, I could do this. I could do this and this. Uh, and then I know 
that like once once we Peter and I agree to something on this, I mean, we'll probably pull five hundred out. You know, it'll be something. It'll probably be a different different vinyl color as well. I mean, I've got that option. You know, as long as as long as I'm pressing an LP, they don't care what I'm pressing. Although I think picture this, they would. Um, but anyway, so uh, how does Universal look at it? Uh, Universal looks at it, I think, the way uh, college professors look at freshmen when they come in. You you paid your your tuition, buddy. I don't care if you learn anything or not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's that's kind of that's kind of. I, I had a I literally had a professor once tell me that he's like. I don't give a crap whether you show yep. up to my class. I yep. don't care whether you're yep. late. I don't care whether you turn in crappy paperwork. Yeah. You paid your money to be here. So I'm not yep. out anything. This is you that is suffering. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. wow, that's a completely different way to look at college. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, yeah, it is. And well, that's, go ahead, go ahead. So, so one of the things that you said when we first started out was is that one, it's important to you to put some revenue in the pocket of, the artists. Yeah. So let's just use Peter in a broad example. So does Peter, to the best of your knowledge, when you release 2,400 of these, let's say you weren't pulling anything aside, mm -hmm. does he make any money off of the release of the 2,400? Somebody is. Somebody okay. is. Okay. Because so I have a, I have a lump amount that I owe Universal on a certain date. Okay. Gotcha. Free, free okay. Tracker. And, and out of that certain amount, I believe, don't quote me on this, I'm, because I don't have the contract sitting right in front of me. Yeah. I, I believe the royalty rate out of that is 6.25%. Now, having said that, I don't know who owns owns what. Okay. So yeah. I was talking to my wife about this and I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily want to speculate beyond I'll say this part. So Peter was a full partner in KISS until 87, right? So he got a quarter of all profits out of KISS projects. I would think he would have got a quarter out of, out of his record. I would think that KISS was getting three-fourths of that. And, you know, I don't know that that's the case. And I don't know that, you know, who owns what at this point. But, but, but I think that, that's why it's important for me to tie them in on the back end. Right. They'll, so they'll make meaning... much more, much more for me on the back end, signing these and doing special things they'll make he'll make much more than he'll make yeah i think it's i think it's important to, to 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 specify for our listeners so you're just licensing the product the, mm -hmm. the product from the the copyright holder the, yes. the universal universal yeah so rock you guys rockologists mm -hmm. are not responsible for paying the artist you pay Correct. the rights holder Universe. that's and right this isn't a unique right. to, to peter chris this is a right the way the business no. yeah. you pay who owns the rights that's yeah. universal now it's universal's job yes. to pay the artist based on whatever that contract mm -hmm. might be with the artist in this yeah. case universal had some contract back in 1980 with Peter. It's probably the same contract still. I'm, it probably hasn't been changed in 40 years. And it's their job to pay the percent to Peter. But, and this is the, this is the big catch you in, in the music business, Universal's job is to figure out how not to pay the artist. Yeah. Because they'll sit here and go, well, we've still got unrecouped expenses from blah, 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 blah. So yeah. the $500 we would have paid you from Tom's license, 
just goes to pay off your balance that's still owed to us. Yeah, yeah. So then by pulling 500 of those records out and pressing them on a different color and having do something special with him, whether it be autographs and some extras, mm -hmm. that's where you make your money, but you also put money into his pocket as the artist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then and so then with Universal, they don't give a crap how you roll that. You just make sure that you hit your balloon payment yeah. of X amount of dollars on that day. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it in a nutshell. You know, that's okay, and which is cool then. So then if, you, if you're if you a fan of Peter Chris and you just want the records, you could purchase them for $25 yeah. a piece directly from you. But yep. if you're an Uber Peter Chris fan and you would like the special version, yep. which will be announced later, then you can also purchase that as well. That's right. Spend more money and not only are you helping Tom to do another one of these in the future, you're also helping Peter out by putting some money in his pocket. Yeah, it's 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 a it, it it is a really good setup. It really is. I mean, it's you know why shouldn't they enjoy it? You know. Well, and why wouldn't Peter or any other artist go? Yeah, that's really cool. Well, ultimately they do when I talk to them. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, at, 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 know, the end, at the end of the day, most artists would sit here and go, "I will never make money off of the base product that yeah. the label has to pay me for." Right. They just, right. you know. Peter and all these artists have been around in this business for 50 years. They know they're never going to see a dime from the record label where they will see the money is when somebody like Tom comes to them and says, I will negotiate a deal and pay you X amount per album to have you do a B and C on this album, whether it's autograph it or spit on it, whatever it might be. There's where they make the money because now they know it's a deal between them and you and you yep. have to pay them and 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 I'm, I'm just assuming you don't have to say confirm or deny it but you're probably paying them in advance for those signatures you're not paying them if it sells you're no no no, no, no no yeah no i i, I take care of, there's I, I won't have any kind of deals that are we're going to have to track them down the road right. you know what i'm saying yeah. and so i'll always make sure that the artists get taken care of up front you know hey and am i it's so fucking flaking out here, or can I can I join back in now? Oh, I mean, of course. Seem like you okay. My fucking computer. I, <laughs> I I nothing went bad on my end at, at any time. Oh, you 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 got completely frozen, like yeah, deep like um, that. You. I'm just been watching I, you do your taxes. Not, not at one time has the computer gone down. Not one. All of a sudden, I'm talking. You guys are like, oh, the rumors. I'm like, okay, fuck it. <laughs> Come on, so, back. anyways. So, Tom, I've heard the whole. I listen to yeah. the whole thing. So, there's a couple different covers for "Let Me Rock You." Are you going to? I'm gonna stick. But well, because because I have a nice near mint copy, it looks like this. That's what it's going to be. So, I would have I would have preferred it be the cityscape. I really would. Yeah, because I really like that yeah. one. Yeah, I, I do too. It. Uh, but it, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Yeah, that was out on vinyl too. Yeah, it was it, on vinyl too. But, but not yeah. obviously never here. I just figured, you know, and just throwing this out there because I think it'd be uh, cool just for the sake of arguing. Say you yeah. were going to, and I'm just using an easy to understand number. Uh -huh. Say you were only going to do 100 copies of that. Right. How much difference would it be for you to do 50 of one cover and 50 of the second? Well, now, you know, I need to back up. And this is an oddball case, Mark. It's an oddball case. So I have to use the jacket that was used for the U.S. release. That's how the contract reads. Okay. Of course, they don't have them all. You know, I mean, so I, I think 
Uh, not that I would have wanted to push it, but I think they would have been okay if I'd have said, hey, this is the jacket from back then. I, I think they'd have let it go. But I I'll tell you one off the air, though, man. I got one up my sleeve right now. It's not okay. Kiss. It's not Kiss, but I know you're going to like it. I don't know if you other two guys like it, this group or not, but it's crazy. Well, Mark likes it's it crazy. probably not. You're, you, wait, wait, yeah. wait. So, Tom, you're saying you're doing a warrant vinyl release? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poison? Poison? You're right on that. Uh, we, 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 we are going to, uh, we are going to expand out in, into, into heavy metal. I mean, I mean, some hard stuff. My, I'm bringing my brother on board with me. He used to be a, uh, a DJ in college and, uh, he was a man. I should know the guy's name. He was in a high school band with the bass player for five finger death punch. But anyway, he knows, he knows all these metal bands that I don't have a clue about. And I think I think there's I think there's some good stuff that's not been pressed, you know. So we're going to have a chance to try that. Uh, Tom, Even Tom, some punk rock stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Tom, just to just for the people, I mean, we know the answer, but just for our listeners who might not, Peter Chris had no involvement in saying yes or no to this deal happening. Um, uh, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would well. I guess could we say no? I, I don't know because I mean you would have signed a contract at some point, you know, given the authority to do it. Uh, and Gigi and I discussed that, you know, for probably about ten or fifteen minutes, uh, you know, and and so I've just been very transparent with them, you know, about my my involvement in this, how it came about, and why I'm doing it, and uh, you know, and so you know, obviously they you know they have questions, you know, it, and huh. as they should. Uh, mm -hmm. but you know, I think, I think, I think, you know, we all, we all were good with how I came about obtaining the license at that point. Be outside of the business behind releasing this, mm -hmm. were Gigi and Peter excited that you were actually going to reissue these two albums on vinyl? I, Was well, that something yeah, they, they were excited to hear? Well, I, 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 I know that they will be really excited i'm not saying that they they weren't happy about it at that point but you know we got to remember so the the way the conversations even happened i have a friend that that is an acquaintance of theirs and so this person had had uh, contact them you know and, and gave my number and information so uh and i also reached out to him you know through his website and so you know they just had the information coming in that here's somebody saying they have the license to this what are they up to? I mean, that's what I would be thinking, you know? And so, uh, you know, uh, very, very, a great conversation. Uh, the conversation is fantastic. And, uh, uh, you know, like I say, they're, they still don't know me, you know, and so that's going to take a little bit of time, you know, and that's, 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 that's part of, you know, I mean, that's part of what, you know, I have to be able to do in this situation. If, you know, if I, if I want to uh, achieve what I'm trying to achieve, I need to make sure that I'm answering every need that they have on this or every concern, you know, because we're not, we won't move forward if, if they're not comfortable, you know, and, and I, and I want to move forward. I, I mean, I'm excited about the different things well, that we'll okay. try to do with it. You, so what, on what you just said, so are you saying that outside of if outside of Peter doing the special autographs and other stuff, mm -hmm. if, if Peter and Gigi had said, Oh, we don't want you to do this. Would you have gone back to Universal and say, "Okay, I'm not no. going to do this because no. Peter wasn't happy that we're reissuing no. this"? No, I wouldn't have done that because somebody else could have gotten a license. Obviously, we wouldn't have done, you know, a, a Rockologist Deluxe Edition, and uh, you know, I'd have felt bad about that because that's, you know, if you 
if I, if I don't make this happen, it's not going to ever happen. And, you know, it's, I mean, I have, I have, I have people that, you know, like the stuff I put out and sure. they, they want this, you know, and well, damn, yeah. I, I want it. I want it too. You know, I want it too. So I'll buy a copy uh, of each one of those because yeah. that would be something that I would want for myself. Yeah. You know? And I, and, and I, and I think the point I'm trying to illustrate here is this isn't set for every single artist and every single yeah. contract, but generally a record label can do this stuff without an artist's mm -hmm. involvement and approval. Yeah. That that's the whole point of the record label owns the masters. Right. That's what it comes down to. The record label right. owns the masters. They have the rights to do this. Now, many, many, many times the label is going to play nicely with the artists so they don't upset them and piss them off and cause other problems. But it also kind of depends on who that artist is. Peter's not an active artist on Universal and will never be an active artist on Universal. And his back catalog is not selling tens of thousands of units. So in this case, Universal's probably like, they aren't gonna, they can't threaten to not record for us ever again. They can't right. threaten to release right. pro. So, you right. know, it would be different <laughs> if it was Kiss. If, you know, there's probably a little more cooperation with Kiss and Universal than there is with Peter Chris and Universal. And many artists <clears throat> have that issue where the record label, and we see this all the time. Gee, another greatest hits by insert band name. Yeah. That was done by the record label with no involvement by the artist. Yeah. So it it's, can happen. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it bites them. Oh, look no. At Z, right. look, at, look at ZZ Top. That's how they got out of their contract was the greatest, a greatest hits package that they put out. So, yeah, yeah. No, they, I mean, look, the, the bottom line is most of these groups, because I'm, you know, Every time I put in a batch, like I already, I already know what I'm getting ready to put in, uh, and and uh, uh, we'll, we'll end up getting it. I'm positive uh, because Universal, it's just out of sight, out of mind. You know these these titles go into these template contracts. I mean, it's all set up. Uh, you know, no nobody's doing a lot of thinking on these contracts. You know, I say I'm going to do 2,400. They tell me I'm going to owe them X and out of X, this percent is royalties. And, you know, that's just the way it is, you know, it's just the way it is. So. Yep. Yep. When do you expect that you will um, have these projects finished? Do you have a date yet? Uh, yeah. I'm not going to hit the release date. The original okay. April. 4th. Well, well let's no put it this way. way. Is it going to be less than five years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah way, less, way, way less than five years. Way less than five years. I have, I have a feeling I'm going to probably press uh, you know, five or six hundred of, of, of out of control immediately and then put an order in because the last pressing plant I talked to, I don't have my plant yet. I'm still getting them knocked out. But where we're in 2019, if I if I place my order today, I'd be receiving records in 10 weeks. OK, now now it's six weeks to get get my test pressing. Then if it's a solid color, it's eight weeks. If it's if it's a good, a good uh, pattern, which is what I want, it's another sixteen weeks. So I got to find another pressing plant. I'm gonna tell you right now, if this is the way it is, I'm gonna have me a pressing plant within two years. I mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, you it's need insane. to probably make that happen. 
Well, I mean, you know, I didn't realize this. Uh, so Metallica, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm into color violence stuff now too. So Metallica just released everything on color violence, well, a bunch you know, on color violence through Walmart. And so everybody's like, oh, well, Walmart got those pressed. Metallica owns their own pressing yeah. plant. Well, Metallica owns And you can tell, you can tell when you look at those records, they're beautiful. They're beautiful, man. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm still just just almost sick with that first Kiss LP that they put out. You know, that's oh, just yeah, so horrible. Oh, yeah. uh, and and you can't convince me that that was that they didn't know it was going to look like that. Not Universal, the asshole working the press. You know, so yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I would love. You know, I'm wondering how much they press. They surely they press more than just their own records up there. That how cool well, would yeah. that be? How cool would that be if I could get Metallica's presses to press these records? So I'd like to circle back to something we were talking about earlier when you were talking about how the CDs had come out in Japan and then all of a sudden you're seeing picture discs, which are obviously yeah. counted yeah. picture discs. So even though you have to talk with Universal to make this deal to put this out because they're the, the rights holder, mm -hmm. they don't seem to have any interest in chasing after any of these people that are putting no. the counterfeit stuff out? No, no, none. Kiss has none. No, no interest at all. No. Why? I, I don't know. I don't know. I volunteered okay. to do it before. Now I have I haven't tried to volunteer, you know, Universal, and with everything I got going on, uh, I mean, I still do it because I could set I could set three guys I know on top of this, and and it cleared all out in a week. I mean, it just would. But no, they don't. You know, they have no interest. You know, they. I think uh, you know they, they think think in terms of attorneys. You know. That's, well, uh, I, I, I can add, and again, this is years ago, but when I worked for their merchandising company, mm. I would get faxes often from Gene with a, it was literally a screen of an eBay. What is this? Who's responsible for this? And, and I can understand where Kiss is coming from as a band. They want the person who own, who's the rights holder to go chase it down. KISS doesn't want to incur the expenses yeah, that makes to, sense. To, to chase down and protect somebody else's license. So Sony Signatures would go after the bootleg t-shirts. They probably send this stuff to Universal and it just, Universal just is like, it's just, it's not a priority to us. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it will cost us $500 to get our lawyer just to look at this and write something up and send it out. And we're not going to make that much money doing all this. So just let it go. Yeah. Okay. So then, so then when you see a vinyl pressing of a live show, or you see a vinyl pressing of outtakes or B sides or unreleased material, who is the right holder? Who's the rights holder? Typically Universal or, or Warner Brothers, whoever has that artist under contract? Uh, no, but I mean, we're talking about two different things now. You're talking about a bootleg, all right? A versus a counterfeit. Yeah, versus a counterfeit. I mean, a counterfeit is something that, that directly or indirectly replicates you know, something that was- The original release. Out. Yeah. So, but I, so then with a bootleg, then who's, who's the rights holder? I don't know well, on that. That's... I, I, I would guess if it's if it's the music, the rights holder is is the record label. The record label own, is is responsible for managing the music of the artist. Now it 
it can start getting really tricky and murky and everything else. But usually that's where it ends up. And when it comes to, you know, just crappy new products that aren't records, but merchandise that, you know, are bootlegs or whatever, same thing. They're just going to ref defer it back to, well, who's the person responsible for doing T-shirts and mugs and hats and all? Okay, you deal with it. You figure it out. You go chase it down. It's a music and recording. No one wants to Go, yeah, go. And, and, and again, you got to sit here and go, they're probably looking at this going, if they were, if that bootleg album was 10,000 copies, 50,000 copies, and it was really selling, that might get their attention to stop it. But, but when there's 500, when, 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 it's, 500, when like it's 500 copies, they're like, okay, you know. Or an attorney fees. To, yeah. To... So then, how is it that someone can press 500 copies of, of a, a live show or something, and Tom has to wait 16 weeks to get colored vinyl? Yeah, well, that's because he he has that press itself. You know, I mean. So yeah. someone is pressing it maybe in Europe or. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah, know. I'm, this is all new yeah, to me, so yeah, yeah, that's why yeah. I'm asking the question. Yeah. Now the you know the count the counterfeits for the most part are coming outside the United States. Uh, you know, there, I don't know if it's still the case today, but I know back in the seventies, a lot of the counterfeits, cause they weren't doing colored vinyl and stuff. They were just, they were straight off the assembly line. I mean, basically if you went in and asked for a million to be pressed, they go, here's your million. And by the way, we're going to keep 25 or 30,000 go out the back door here and sell them. So that's, that's where a lot of that came from. I don't know if that's still the case hey, today or not. What do you know, as you know, cause you're really into this stuff. There's some fucking insane, incredible packages coming yeah. out. I'm sure you've seen them. On the bootlegs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which The, the know, funniest part about those, they're using the shittiest fucking audio. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, 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 I sit and I look, I'm like, why would you buy that? I mean, don't get me wrong, the booklets and the posters are fucking insane. I got to admit, I did buy one of them just because I wanted the posters. Yeah. But, but I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, if you're going to spend all, I would think is just, wouldn't you find a better audio source, meaning the best possible one to put with your product? They're putting some absolutely atrocious fucking yeah, audio. But, but, but Mark, don't you think people, people as in fans at this point are not probably buying it for the audio unless it's an audio that has never been released before? I mean, a lot of like the, I, I keep thinking a lot of these creatures of the night stuff, those audios have been out for decades and I, I don't, I haven't bought it, but I would be buying it for the packaging because the packaging is freaking cool as all hell. Not because I'm going to listen to the audio, which I've already got on a cassette tape and I maybe got it on VHS and I got it on a DVD at one point. And now it's digitized. I'm guessing the fans are not buying it for the audio, actually. And these bootleggers have realized that. And that's why they're putting everything into the packaging. Well, I, I look at it from a, a different aspect because you're 100% right. But my point is, even if it's an audio that's been, you know, out ad nauseum, if you're making that product, wouldn't you want it so someone could, I, at least I, because that makes sense to me. It's logical. All right, say it's Houston 77, you know, like off the video. And you can take that into a recording studio, make it sound, you know, pretty good, actually. 
Um, wouldn't you rather, if you, if you bought a 1977 box from the Love Gun Tour, wouldn't, isn't that what you'd want? I mean, to me, because some of these things that I've seen, whatever, they're the, you know, whatever, just stay with the Love Gun Tour. It's the Love Gun Tour, but they take like the, the biggest piece of shit audio that they couldn't. I'm like, you know what? It doesn't really matter what you're putting on the platter. So why don't you at least give the people buying you something they can actually put on their turntable? But, but you're, 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 assuming, you're assuming the person producing it cares. <laughs> I mean, I, that's I, number I, one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. To me, put it this way. It's like anything else in business because I look at everything that way because I'm a businessman. I would never sell somebody shit for any reason whatsoever. Yeah. Give them a shit product or a yeah. shit experience in any way, shape, or form. But you have integrity. But you have integrity, and, and, and they don't look at it that way. Plus, two, you're also under the assumption that these shows that have been out forever at nauseum are, are shows that everybody is aware of. You've been collecting live recordings forever. There's younger fans who are still learning about the older catalog that may have never heard of a show that's absolutely awful, so they have no idea. They just see this amazing package, to Michael's point, with poster and colored vinyl or picture disc or whatever it is you're right but that's my point you get it home you put it on the turntable like fuck i just paid 300 dollars for this i can't even listen to it that bad <laughs> who are you gonna no. return it to yeah no, no I do that. but, but it, wouldn't you want a return customer happy customers are return customers but 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 but, but mark, mark you're, you're speaking like a legitimate business owner <laughs> you're talking about somebody you know as tom said in europe eastern europe somewhere who all they care about is and they're not kiss fans they're probably not even music fans they've just discovered this is a hot little market that they can make a bunch of cash in a small quantity right away so let me go download the audio off of that youtube video wrap some fancy packaging around it because I got my own printing press somewhere in the back of this building. I'll make 300 copies. I'll get a lot of cash and I'm off to the next artist and the next product. They just care about the cash they're going to make. They don't have an ounce of concern. Like Tom con is concerned about quality. I mean, rockologist has always been about quality. These guys aren't about quality. They're about how many bootlegs can we churn out in a year from different artists and make three hundred dollars off of it, where our 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 sunk cost is ten bucks? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, and the guy that paid three hundred dollars for that show that's now disappointed by the audio will still buy the next one that comes out because it's too cool looking yeah. to not. And maybe this time this will sound better. I I guess I I just like I said I. I don't care. Put it this way. As, as you know, Tom, that's not cheap. There's a lot of overhead to start doing. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I would just think you'd put basic business principles. I, if I was spending that kind of money. I'd, I'd want good product or I'd want to bang for my buck. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want one person to be unhappy with their purchase. That's yeah. all. Well, one thing to remember, most of those, I mean, they're under 300 normally. 300 yeah, pressings. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's really their hardcore audience for it, I suppose. Uh, 
I, I guess, again, just looking at business, I said like, well, geez, maybe if I use good audio, yeah. I can make 600 next time. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. That's just, that's just me, I guess. Yeah, I'm weird. <laughs> the unfortunate part for me is uh, these modern uh, bootleggers are starting to put counterfeit items in there. I mean, there's been guitar picks, there's yes. been tour books, and you know they'll tell you like there was a Creatures tour book. They'll go, everybody knew that wasn't legit. Yeah. Well, not not the people I saw buy it on eBay. <laughs> you know, they didn't know that that thing wasn't legit. Not not Mark who bought the the bootleg for the poster. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I, I'll be I'll be perfectly there. I one of those I bought for the poster just because I thought the poster was so fucking cool. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I also did a little bit of research. I was like, well, geez, in the States, these are selling. And just a little tip to some of you people. If you go to where some of this garbage is made, not in the U.S., um, you can get it for like 50 bucks cheaper. And that's what I did. I, I just wanted the poster so bad because I'm a total poster geek. And it's funny because I don't even normally collect non-official posters I, I i don't collect any non-official anything you know that way but this poster was just so fucking badass i'm like you know i gotta get it this is just cool so i did <laughs> but you know but i also was like you know i'm not paying the the price that you can get it for here because i'm using my head i'm yeah, like well, yeah. that guy, that guy's buying it from where i'm buying it and i'm just giving him an extra 50 bucks fuck that so you know that's what i did so for what it's worth word to the wise there you go <laughs> so uh tom what what do you want people to do right now regarding the peter chris ones do they want do you want them to go to your website and join no, the email no, list or no, a facebook no, page no, just, or? they can they can come to the the facebook rockologist page uh, we've got several links on there to the other groups the website, I, please don't go there right now. I basically got it closed down half for last year, but it, that's going to be updated here soon. Um, main thing is everybody get excited about it, you know, and, and uh, uh, looking forward to once, once hopefully we get some something that uh, meets Peter's needs and Gigi's needs. You know, hopefully we'll be able to announce something cool with that as well. Are you going to do uh, a vinyl release of One for All? You know what? I don't know who owns that. I don't know who owns that. I would. I would. I would. I would. You know, it's, I mean, I'm, I, you'd be surprised who I would dabble with on some things, you know? No, I, I, mean, I know. I know. As much, as much as that album gets, gets beat up upon, yeah, I have. It, so, it's, yeah. it's a Peter Chris album. Yeah. It's the Kiss family. Yeah. Uh, people will, you know, again, people wouldn't rebuy it to listen to it. They're rebuying it because of the packaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, like I said, I don't know who who in the world owns any of that. You know, that's that's my biggest bugaboo is I, I just make sure I stay within all the legal guidelines on stuff. I don't want to, uh, you know, you're not going to see me re-releasing something that I, I have any concern if I if I got the rights to. We, you know, we, that was a concern with Rockology, you know, when that first was released. And so, uh, you know, it had the makeup cover and all that. And so, you know, I, I mentioned that, you know, hey, why don't we just get some new art made? You know, that way we don't have to worry about it. Right. And sure yeah. enough, and sure enough, I had somebody come in. I guess they hadn't noticed that we had all new art on it. 
demanding a bunch of stuff because we were using their art and this and that. And it was like, no, man, you need to look at it. That's, that's all new, all new. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Always, always best to cover your ass in advance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's, there's no, there's no reward without risk, but there's plenty of risk without reward. Well, that's what you, you got to watch you know, out for. What it comes down to is you can be smart. You can try and, 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 cover all the bases as well as you can in advance start small start Start small small. be smart ask the questions yep 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 because you know what man that that you lose 10 percent of something and there's only 60 of them it doesn't hurt you as much when there's a thousand you know so right 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 well uh, you know i'm looking forward to this like tommy it's like i'm especially you know I'm looking forward to his second solo album because yeah, that's my favorite of the two. That's the favorite of the two. And I remember buying that as an import when it first came out years ago. So down um, the valley. uh, Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to both of these coming out. I think it's very cool. You're getting to do, you know, a Peter Chris project and two albums from them. Yeah. So yeah. Hats off to you on that. Um, how about we shift gears here a little bit and spend a few minutes talking about that book? <laughs> Not my book, right? Not your book. No. That that thing that was supposed to be magical. Hold on a second. Hold on. The last time you were on, when was that, Tom? That was over a year ago. I think it? so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And we were we were saying, you know what? It's probably not going to come out then, and here it is, a year later. We're still on this topic. Yeah. So, um, you know, wow. just it's silly if you think about it. So, does it, does not, it, does, again, does put this... it this way? Because I was, because I don't want to pick on anybody. I, I say this all the time. I love success. I, I love seeing people succeed. That's a come I love having Tom on and Tom is a friend and talking to him. He's, he's a winner. And I love that. And I love the fact that when people buy stuff from him, they're always happy with it. Guys, I mean that same thing, too, with the guy doing the magic book. I don't want to see him fail. I don't want to see people lose their money. I don't want to see people not get what they paid for. But here it is, literally five years later. Five and a half. Yeah, almost six. Yeah, I mean, Tom, I mean, does this surprise you? Does it? Does well, it disappoint well, you? It, it, I don't know if you remember, Michael. Uh, last time I was on here, you asked, yeah, everybody was, and you asked me what chance did I give, what percentage did I give of it being completed? And I said zero, you know, because the math, yeah. the math has never worked on this from the beginning. Never, ever. I mean, it, it you can't. He was attempting to put out this crazy 500-something page book, okay? And, I, and, I, and yeah, 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 600 now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, and I had just, yeah, I was working on and, and have completed since then, you know, the three-volume set that was 500-something pages. Of course, all I hear out of that is, well, it's just pictures of records, you know, and his is going to be more complicated. That may be. But what I know is what mine cost. And I couldn't have sold them and made a profit for what he was going to sell his book for from the beginning. Remember, he was going to sell it for 75 bucks. Yep. That's what he was raising a hundred and something thousand dollars for to sell a 500 and something page book with licensed photos. 
I had one licensed photo in my book. He's going to put licensed photos in there, and I couldn't have made a profit on what he was going to sell that for. How was he going to make a profit? And the math hasn't gotten any better since. It's gotten worse. Yeah, it has. When when you when you can't deliver something, and you now you're claiming you're going to give another another hundred pages, well now you've crossed over into a different plane. Well, yeah, I mean, it just let's just be clear: adding a hundred pages changes your total printing cost, your shipping costs, your shipping costs, everything, Both ways. everything, Both ways. you know, all of it, everything goes up yeah. because basically you've got it more pages, more paper. There's more photos that had to be licensed. It's a heavier book. And, you know, again, you, it, it could be heavier by one ounce, but that one ounce might raise the postage significantly. How much has postage gone up since then? Oh. A bunch, a bunch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. So, yeah, yeah I, my yeah. only you know my only issue with this whole thing and I've said it before is, is I don't want it to not come out and I don't want people to lose money. We were just trying to protect our listeners by saying don't buy something that doesn't exist. That's all we said, and we got raked over the coals for three years over this. So it's like when when we get dumped on like that, of course we're going to talk about it because yeah. like, you know we were trying to protect people and just say look buy it from them but wait till it's completed. I don't well, think that's you know. Tom, to your credit, whether it's it's any of the vinyl projects or your books, you're a good example of somebody who is as transparent as possible throughout mm -hmm. your entire process. Just here, you know, when we started the discussion, you you already talked about issues that are going to bring up the 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 release dates around these albums. Transparency, you know, did you like saying that? I'm sure you no. would have rather have not said that, but you needed to. And, yeah. and, and I think that's one of the biggest issues in the five and a half years of this book is it's been deliberately hidden. It's been deliberately downplayed. There is zero. Well, geez, Michael, how about, how about the, you know what, on the 31st of January, everyone who wants a, who wants a, a refund can get one. Yeah. And then, I mean, right. That's, Look, I don't, I don't want to, but that's criminal. I mean, literally criminal. You told these people at the end of 2020 that, you know, be careful. And I, and I, the way it was worded is this is, this is the kind of stuff that bugs me. You know what? Anybody wants a refund um, on the 31st or the week of whatever of January, you can get one, but you know what? Hey, you know what? But then we're shipping the next week. So, you know, um, you know, we plan on shipping in February. So I mean, if you want your refund, eh, but you know, you could have had your book the following week. If you remember back in like, I don't know, it's November or December, that's the way he worded that. Yeah. And, and then when, when the end of January came about, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, no one's getting any refunds. And, and, um, we're looking at March maybe, or which is next month. You know, April, May, what? It's just like, come on, that that's just wrong, man. That's just freaking I mean, wrong. You know, back, 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 back to the the transparency. I mean, I think, and and we aren't the only ones saying this. I'm seeing a lot more fans finally saying this too. Is like, tell us exactly how many pages have been done, how long it takes you to do a page. Show us the pages. It's not going to hurt your sales, no. unless of course. 
the full transparency shows it was a complete lie and that there's only 12 pages done or 24 pages done. Um, but be transparent, you know, be transparent like Kickstarter requires projects. You know, now again, lots of Kickstarter projects fail, but the whole point is you raise the money and you're supposed to have updates every week, every month. I mean, and I've done projects, I funded projects on Kickstarter where, you know, the, the company is like, okay, here's a photo of us in China reviewing the parts and we like what we see here, but this part doesn't fit as well as we want. We have to get it refitted, retooled. That's gonna take an extra three weeks. You know, they're being fully transparent through the whole develop, research, development, production, shipping everything hey we're we're here at the the docks in china and here goes that's literally our crate getting on the ship right now that's transparency well and you but also too when expect. you when you're in a kickstarter campaign you know that it could go south right like you said earlier that you you go on the website and there's no indication that the book isn't done no there isn't there, yeah, there's so, no indication that it's not done. There's no indication of shipping. It's go in here, buy this product. Here's the shipping cost it will cost for you. Thank you very much. Nothing says, by the way, I'm estimating three more months before this is finished. And oh, by the way, I've estimated that every three months for the last three years. Right. Yeah, I mean that that's that's what gets me is that's not transparent. Mm -mm. And and customers expect honest and transparency. We've gotten it, you get it from everybody. I mean, you know, when when I can order an iPhone and I can literally track it leaving a warehouse in China to this depot, to the ship, arriving in Los Angeles, getting on a truck, stopping here, getting that's transparency. Yeah, I would love to talk to somebody who still who still invested, that still believes this is going to happen. I'd love to have them on, belittle them, but just literally ask them, what is it that keeps you engaged? What is it about this project that you so believe in that you're you're willing to give up the money and you believe it's going to happen? I would love someone to just say, this is why we're supporting it, because it has to be more than it's a cool book. You know, it, to me, it's not if it doesn't exist. It's like someone that offers, you know, $30,000 over your list price of the house you're selling. And then that offer falls apart quickly because there's a financing problem. So then the next person comes in and offers 20000 less than that first one. And then the seller's like, well, I had one for three hundred or 30000 more. It's like, well, no, you really didn't because it fell apart. It never closed. Yeah. No yeah other than that first step. So it it's, it's, doesn't even exist. And that's the piece I think I have a really hard time understanding is how people can have that much faith in a project after five years with no transparency at all. Well, it makes you understand how scams happen, that people mm -hmm. are that, you know, trusting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I've met so many wonderful KISS fans and I, I get the passion and I know you, you buy a book and you're like, God, this is going to be the coolest book we've ever gotten. And you're just so excited because it means so much to you. And none of that's lost on me, but at some time, at some point you, you would think you, you know, you'd be like, well, this is just not, 
let's be honest, it's not turning out the way you thought it was. Well, you know, yeah. to, to that point, Tommy, there's also the distinct possibility now that over nearly six years of hyping, the author hyping, just how great this is going to be, the facts that are going to be in here, the detail, the photos, everything, everything, everything. If it doesn't, if it gets done and doesn't live up to mm -hmm. the, that level of standard, yeah, it's an instant disappointment and failure in everybody's eyes. You know, the, the, the author's actually setting himself up here to have to ensure he delivers literally the coolest freaking book ever made ever. on any band. Mm -hmm. And that ain't easy to do because there's been a lot of incredible books put out on a lot of different artists over this, you know, and last also, 30 years. Too, guys, let's not, let's not downplay the fact that a lot of photos are online. I have been leaking. We, yeah. We hadn't seen just two years ago. And you know, it's funny. I've never been a big photo guy, but just being the geeky fan that I am, I've seen lots of pictures probably more than most and i'd say within the last two years i've seen photos that i didn't even know fucking existed before you know what i mean it's just it's it's pretty crazy so and again go back to like i said i i, I hope i hope people do get what was promised but we'll see well you know the crazy part of all this though that project really hasn't reached its most risky point Okay. Even though it's failed, it's yeah. failed. Okay. It's failed. It's a failure. It has not reached the risky point. And that's, you can't tell me that there is not one photo that's going to slide into that book that he doesn't have rights to. Mm -hmm. and, ask, and, uh, and all hell's breaking loose in. Just yeah. ask Mr. Scaliano. What yeah. Takes yeah. one mm -hmm. photo and one yeah. photographer to bring down the whole book. But you know, let, let, let's, let's also, you know, we're not going to ignore the fact that he's already said he's received two cease and desist orders. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sure uh, they're just waiting. That, that, just that, waiting that, to that, seize that it. even if the book gets printed, gets boxed up, gets shipped from wherever to the Los Angeles port, that at that point in time, some other rights holder, yeah. we won't name names, says, uh-uh, you can't release it. You can't, I don't care if these have all been pre-sold. You can't ship them. You can't sell them. And it gets tied up while a court action goes on. And the end of that court action could amount to, obviously it could be, okay, he was in his rights and he can ship them. Or he might be asked to destroy everything. He might be asked to turn everything over to some other rights holder for them to turn around and sell it. Um it's, it will get very risky, as you were just saying, at some point when this is hopefully done. Yep. And to me, that's just common sense. That's not knowing a book industry or, or manufacturing of any product. There's a big amount of risk from my perspective and listening to you guys talk and, and reading all these things that have transpired and all the different people we've had on the show over the years that have authored books and, and that, that they're you can't ignore that risk. Better not. Yeah. Well, Tom, Tom, I mean, just in the in the the vinyl projects you've released, and as you've alluded to with the Peter Chris ones, you have to make sure that license and the copyright holders, the rights holder, 
are involved, understand what's going on. Everything has been agreed upon. Everything has been signed. And as you said, even with the Eric Carr one, somebody came out of the blue and tried to tried to stop you from that. Now, not not that that delayed necessarily delayed the project or cost you a lot of money, but it's a headache and it's time. And it's just an example of somebody's waiting to jump in and yep. go, I'm going to make $5,000 off of this by sending one letter off to them. Yep. yep. It's, yeah. Right. I mean, it's... The, the, the people who own rights to intellectual property, for the most part, are very diligent about protecting those rights. Should be. They have to yeah, be. That's yeah. where they make their money. Yeah. So, yeah, I, one, one photographer is going to look through that book and go, that's my photo. How did that get there? Yeah. End of story. Yeah. I, I spoke to, uh, I, well, I know uh, a guy that helped with an earlier book. I'm not going to mention the book because it's not a huge deal. But anyway, uh, it is KISS related. And, uh Yeah. He did it with the photographer. The photographer said, these are mine, and they weren't, or at least one or two weren't. He had sold them. The man thought he owned them. Yeah. So, you know, that's the stuff that'll get you. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, you, you're could, you could vet him 100%, and I'm and if it was me, I'd be standing in court going, what? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's the problem. Yeah. You just don't know. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, photos get bought and sold. Ownership of photos get bought and sold all the time. You know, so who's the current owner? Yeah. And especially if, if, you know, and let's keep in mind, photographers aren't necessarily KISS fans. KISS was just one artist of tens of thousands they photographed in their career on one night. And it's like, oh, it's in my file cabinet but they forgot that there was a contract that sold the rights off to somebody else. Or they signed a contract to shoot the show that night with the artist. And the contract specifically says you can use them for these three media outlets that you're shooting for, for one article. And then that's it. So then if you try and sell the rights, to that photo so it can be published in a book. If you've signed a waiver like that with any of these artists, then even the photographer does not have the rights to, to sell that picture. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many layers to this that yeah. it's hard to get clearance like that. Yeah. Everything that you guys are talking about is why there is not a KISS tour book book, okay? Uh, I, I, I checked into it. I, I was fairly deep into it. And, and that's what found out is the issue is they just like lease the photos or whatever. I don't know how they did it. But anyway, there was no one one place you could go to get permission to reprint. So that's somebody may pull it off one day, but I don't know how they're going to do oh it. Oh, my God. Yeah, you I know, thought that so many times I'm like, that is such a missed opportunity. I just talked oh, to dude, dude, I had it all laid out all the way, all the way through the end of Creatures. You know, I mean, it, it would have been like a 400 page book just doing up to that point. Yeah, wow. it, it would have been awesome. It would have been awesome. Like well, I say, maybe maybe that, somebody else will figure it that's out. That's also 
honestly why you don't see a lot of vintage t-shirts being reprinted yeah. in all sorts of styles and quantities because who did the artwork from that 1977 t-shirt i don't know it was this company but the artist is long gone and we've got no contract to show who owns the rights to it and when that's what it comes down to if there's no assurance of who owns the rights it's the the lawyers are going to say don't do that's it that's right that's right Just and, don't you should, do it. and you shouldn't do it you shouldn't do it that's like engineers that want to engineer shit too tight you know you just look like a fool at a point. Why Why take a chance? Why take a chance, you know? And listen, we I'm sure other bands are the same way, but we know, yeah. Tommy, Kiss, many times in tour books, is just like, hey, guy, we like your photo. Would you let us use it? Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Was there a contract signed? Did you, did, did you sign any contract to give Kiss your photos? No. Yeah. No. So, you know... That, that's what it comes down to. A lawyer's going to go, well, we don't have contracts for that's 12 right. of the photographers whose photos you used here. Frankly, you shouldn't have never used them to begin with, <laughs> is, is probably what yeah, they're going to say. Yeah. And, yeah. and basically what I've always said to them is, you know, look, you guys are always have been so kind to me and so generous that anything you need, you let me know. And I send them anything that they need. And, 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 and that's that's fine, but that's yeah. that's not that's not no, a no. contract that's going to protect somebody. My, my, oh, absolutely. There's a great example on if, is as you know at the end of the, the road tour book. There's I think they're up to five versions. Yeah. One of the versions, the art, you know, well, our friend, our friend Tom, said, "Hey, I guess there was a photo that." you know, somebody contested or whatever. And then he asked me for a couple specific things from my collection. He just replaced the photo. And I don't know if it was version two or version three of the tour book, but they just, instead of, you know, whatever the problem they had, they just took the contested photo out and they used something that I sent them. And you know what I mean? It's a problem I'm solved. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right, rights are a, a, a potentially very sticky issue. If you haven't cleared every single right with the person who actually owns it. Right. Yeah. So Tom, I wanna, I wanna touch back on something that you talked about, about mm -hmm. the, this, uh, this magical book we're talking about. <laughs> um, what do you think price wise is 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 a what would you if, if you ran that project what would your what would your price have been i mean is this price could you make money doing it well i don't know because my first thing is i, I would vomit at the thought of, of having to pay all those license fees um so i you know i would have to sit down for a while <laughs> with a spreadsheet to figure it out i really would um but like, again, you know, I sold my books for $99 for the setup and, uh, and I know what I made profit wise and, and he, there just wasn't room in there for it. I mean, he's all, know, let's keep in mind, he's also doing a hard cover book. Yeah. 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 And he just and, added a hundred pages. So. And, and it's a weird, it's a weird size, isn't it? it isn't it like not a notebook sheet size? I'm thinking it's I don't not. know. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm, think, I'm thinking it's an oddball size too, but. 
I, as I said uh, last time we talked about the subject, if, if I was him just to get out of this, I'd get the Kinkos with a stapler, mail everybody that whatever I did have clearly had the rights for, yeah. pray to God I don't get in trouble. Um, at least then you sent, even if the book totally sucks, you can't get sued then because you That's can't. Right. You can't get sued for. You oh, delivered a product. I, you might have yeah, delivered, delivered a crappy it. product. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if his if his legal stance wouldn't be. Uh, well, you know, I told you I was working on it, and you're paying me to do that, and I just wasn't able to finish. I mean, it may it may be. Well, that I, I mean, let's let, let's let's be honest. Legal stance means he he will end up in court dealing with customers. Yeah. I just, I don't see that ever happening. No, I, mean, I, 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 you know, this is my personal opinion, not a lawyer, but I've had fans who have like, well, what about a class action lawsuit, Mike? A thousand, a thousand customers for 150 bucks each. That's not a class action lawsuit. You know, class action lawsuits are when Amazon overcharges, you know, 10 million yeah. customers. And that's what a lawyer sees and wants to get involved in. No lawyer is going to sit here and go, gee, $150,000, and I'm going to make how much off of that for a lawsuit? Uh, it's not worth it. I can't even pick up the phone. I will lose money. I'm that. sure in every one of those cities, you guys get the mesothelioma commercial. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a class action. That's lawsuit. class action. A billion dollars set aside, and that's where they, you know, and keep in mind, <laughs> some of those people, it's so... Don't even get me started on them cocksuckers, but you know, they, they, these guys, they'll send you a check for 30 cents, you know, and by the time it's all done and their firm will keep, you know, half. I, I can't remember. Yeah, Literally yeah. just last week, I got a class action check and I can't remember for what, what Safeway. I think it was from Safeway for something. I don't remember what they did. I got a whole $5.23 <laughs> out of the, the settlement. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, five bucks is five bucks. I'll take it. And it took me no effort, but you know, it took some lawyers, not just one, but a legal team, a lot of time going back and forth, oh, yeah. filling out paperwork, negotiating and everything else. It's not going to happen with this book. I'm sad to say, There's I mean, you know, I, I kind of feel like one way or another, if this doesn't happen or it does happen, He's never going to be able to show his face in the KISS community at a KISS convention again. Yeah. I just think there's going to be too many people that are going to yell at him. You would think. Yeah. Don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's sad. I mean, I'm with you guys. I hope it comes out mainly for the sake of all the people who put the money in. I want you to get something yeah. out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know. And hopefully it's everything you I hoped will, it would I be. Will, I will still say, if it lives up to the hype he's made of this book, if it is as great as he says, and it somehow comes out at $75 for a 600-page hardcover book, I will buy it when it's done and shipping. Yep. Uh, but I'm with, I'm with you, Tom. I think at this point, it's, it's, not, it's just not going to happen. There's just no way this is happening. And, 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 you know, we've said this many times before, it's made it difficult for people like you who are trying to do honest business. Yeah. You, you, you know, you have to deal with the reputation of somebody else. Who's and that's the sucky part. 
tarnish the, the record the, for someone else. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, eventually, eventually he'll fade away. You know, I don't know. But it just, it's, it is, it's sad. Yeah, I, I still think it's funny that people ask us about it. <laughs> like we had anything to do with it you know what i mean that's just well i mean you know i think i think people are finally coming around to the fact that five and a half years ago we we were justified and right in what we said for years we were dicks for saying it and we had an agenda and we were out to get them but that's not the case i mean people have you know as hard as it is for some people to admit three sides of the coin was right you know, it's fun. I, I, we've say this all the time. So I don't whatever us patting ourselves on the back, but we're honest about everything. There's no reason not to be. It's a fucking, we're talking about kiss for Christ's sake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Talking about rock band and stuff. And, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's funny. The reason we're having Tom on is because we all own rockologist stuff and everybody talks about how good it is. If Tom was some shyster, we wouldn't have him on. We wouldn't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You know what I mean? And, and think about all of the projects and all the authors and all the artists and every people, every person we've had on in the last eight years or however long we've been doing this, we've only slammed two projects. That's it. Two out of hundreds. Well, and, and let's be honest, if you're referring to the um, original Road Coup book, that still came out. No, I know, but that, that was but we none of us liked it. So my no, point, we 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 didn't like the content of it. But yeah, they didn't screw any fans over. They didn't no, and I'm not money. implying they, that. You know, they shipped no, no, everything no. that was promised. Yep. Right, and I'm I'm not implying that. We just none of us liked it. And we were critical about it, but we're honest about it more than anything. But that's the only negative review I can honestly remember in all of the years we've been doing this. You know, there may be some items that come out like the new Ace Fraley record where one of us likes this more than the other or that sort of thing. But that's just an honest opinion about it. But those are the only two projects we ever really took issue with, that I can recall. So that's a pretty good track record for eight years. Because yep. just like you, Tom, wanting money to go to the artists and it makes you feel good, it makes me, as well as the rest of the knuckleheads here, feel good to have you on to, to help you out to promote your projects because I feel like you're a friend of ours and your success is something we can all celebrate. And it's exciting because I think what you're doing, at least from my perspective, is, is truly fascinating. And, and I want to see you take it as far as you can take it just to see what will happen. I appreciate that, man. And and I appreciate all the opportunities y'all have given me. And, you know, uh, yeah, this, this, it's, it's a, it's, this is crazy to me. It, I mean, if, I'm a plumber. <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, how in the hell do I have a record label all of a sudden? But anyway, well, that's, that's cool. It's the United yeah. States, man. That's you're, why you're, it's a you're, great you're, country. You're 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 a KISS fan who, again, I mean, like all of us here, you go back to when you were 12 years old. Could you ever imagine you would be releasing Peter no. Chris's solo albums? No. Or Ace's solo albums no. or Bruce Kulick's solo albums. No, no. Incredible. And 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 you released great product and everybody got what they ordered and the prices were fair and the items are collectible. I mean, you know, that's what's so cool about this community is there's so many people out there that are like that. There are, there, there are a lot of people that are creative with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, let you know, let's be done with with magic. I want to end this on on a positive note with your yeah. Peter Chris releases. I mean, that is just okay. that's just very cool. Um, you know, I was just I was excited for you when when you called and told or you messaged me and told me that and showed me the video. I'm like, God, this is this. You know, it got it got the the you know, the goosebumps on me as a young Kiss fan going, this is cool. And I know the guy who's doing this and he's a Kiss fan. How freaking cool is that? You are releasing a Kiss product. I know, I know, man. Peter Chris product. When when, when my logo came up on it, I I started crying, man. It's just like, come on, this is crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, no, good gimmick. I mean, and, and, and it just shows that everybody can do it. You got to be smart about it. I mean, I think you'll be the first to sit here and say, you've got to have that passion and gut instinct and craziness of a KISS fan, but you've got to also balance it equally with smarts, business sense, logic. Um, You know, you just, you don't throw all that out the window just because you can do something cool. Sometimes you might have to not do what's cool because business-wise, it's not going to work. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you walk away. Then at that point, you look for a different project. <laughs> you know, you, and what might you... not be viable now could be viable in the future. That's true. That's smart. I mean, that's very smart thinking. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, I do have one other thing to add, guys, because this is actually related to all of because it isn't always without pain. So I don't. I don't know if y'all have heard or not, but uh, I'm. I'm going to be auctioning off this single. Oh, that's right. I remember yeah. that. Oh, yeah. So I'm not I'm not showing you the money side of it. Well, so, so, so for those of us who are only listening and not watching, what are you holding up, Tom? I'm I'm holding up an original blue label 45 of Let Me Go Rock and Roll Back with Hotter Than Hell. There are three known in existence. And this is the nicest one of the bunch. So, yeah, nice. this one this one is absolutely meant. Uh uh I've seen the paperwork on this. Uh I'm sure you all know Julian Gill. Julian's got the paperwork yep. on it, and uh, it looks like they made like they pressed 125 of them was all, and that's that's wow. all that's that's all's left now. Um, this thing were, were, I, were, were, were they were they pressed for radio? What were they pressed for? Oh no, well, they were also pressed for radio promo copies, so they're they're a little tough to find, but you know they're I mean they're they're somewhat rare, a little bit tough. You'll see two or three of those a year come up. Uh, okay. and then and then they re- released it later on on a film works label uh and uh, so that would have been so, around so the one that you're going to be the, the mm-hmm. one you're going to be selling back in the day was released for consumer purchases yes yeah okay. yeah a retail a stock copy is how you refer to them so it, it was a stock copy nobody's got any idea where the hell the rest of them are why was that all that they pressed well I, I mean, that was my question would that have been a typical run back no, in the day? No, no. And you know, I've I've I got I got a chance to interview Bill Coin one time, and so I asked him about it. And because I my my hypothesis on it was that you know that was right after they you know split with Warner Brothers, and so you know maybe they didn't have the distribution network set up. But you know, he said no, that wasn't the case at all. Said that uh, now he didn't know why it didn't get distributed out. I mean, he wasn't into that. But uh, uh, he told me, he said, he said, you know, Neil, Neil knew all the distributors, said there was no problem getting a distributor network set up. So that wasn't the issue. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I guess 
maybe maybe even Neil didn't think it was going to sell as a single. Yeah, uh, I don't know what else you could put it down to. Um, so then for the hardcore record or vinyl folks, when are you going to put this up for auction? Where do people find it? How do they get involved? February 19th on eBay. Okay. Uh, I don't know what time of the day, but I'm going to put it up. So that's, I don't know when this will come out. This may actually be out. It's going this, to be, this, a, will co- this will come out a few days after that, but how oh, that's long fine. will the auction that's fine. run? 10 day auction. Yeah. Okay. 10 day auction. Perfect. So, so this hits on the 23rd. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And so it'll end on the 28th or the first, whatever. Uh, going to start it at 99 cents, no reserve. <laughs> There's why well, put a reserve. Do, on do, you, like is, this. do you have a 99 cent buy it now? Uh, hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Man, no. Uh, you know, I, I, I abide by all contracts, but if I accidentally did that, that'd be a hell. <laughs> but anyway, so I hope it's good. Check it twice through. before you hit submit. Yeah, yeah, are you, yeah. Are are you just gonna throw it in an envelope when you ship it? Oh God, no, man, no, no. I imagine. <laughs> oh well, and that's the other part: free shipping worldwide. I'm, hey, you know. Tom, Tom, can you talk about um, the, the talking about packaging? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, and I, unfortunately, I'm not going to get it out. I don't think for the first Peter Chris record, but yeah, I recently got a got a patent for protecting LPs. Okay. And specifically to get rid of seam splits. Let me show you all this. I thought so, this is so cool, dude, what you did. That I am yeah, so happy. So this this can you see the split in that? Sort of, yeah. yeah. But I, yeah. So that's 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 a Leonard Skinner record. That's that's mine. So that that's a $35 record that's worth about 15 now because of that. Okay. Uh so so here, here, here's a good one. So here's one. Ah, geez, man. That's, you can't idea what this damn thing is worth, but it's got a seam split in the top of it. Uh, and then here's two more. So here's here's a couple of oh, there's Eric, a good there's Eric a good cars. Image. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and perfect yeah. because the one that's not cut is the $25 record. Both of these records, let me go off on the post office for just a little bit. I shipped both of these records out on January 3rd of 2020. Okay. I got them both back in my PO box on December 23rd of this year or, or 2020. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. These things, one went to Germany, one went to Austria. I think both of them had stickers all over, had dust piled all over it. I know good and well what they did. This is in, you know, forget the shipping around the world, but these things got pushed over in a corner for a long time. But anyway, this one with the seam split, that's a $75 record, man. And that cost me because I had to pay for that. All right. I, I, I paid the person for that. That's $20 million a year right there, man, in damages to either the end buyer or the person that shipped it to them. Doesn't affect the record label at all. Okay. It's, it, this, right. is, this is getting caused by, by mishandling by shippers. Okay. Specifically, they're throwing them like Frisbees. And they're stopping. And so uh, what I ended up coming up with, so I'm sitting there, I'm trying to think, and I, come, and I ended up coming up with a process that utilizes a wrap that'll stretch just a little bit and come back. And so what it does now, it's holding the record like this. So all that motion that would have been going up and splitting that jacket is stopped, right? 
It doesn't just stop it. It dissipates. It dissipates it through the wrapper. So that's a, uh, that's, I'm, so that, that was my original thought was coming up with that. And I'm just trying to get rid of seam splits. And so I'm not even thinking about a patent at that point. Okay. And uh, so I called the, I called, well, I shouldn't go too deep into this. Uh, I'm just going to say. Give us the 50% version. I, I, can, I, I can, I'll just say that this may be the single most profitable item ever produced. Okay. I, I, I have taken what is garbage it's manufactured to be garbage and I put, I put value into it. Right. And so this stuff is going to come on a retail level. It's going to come in a roll, like a, like a roll of duct tape. Okay. And, and it'll take four feet of wrapping the record. You'll wrap a horizontal and do a, a vertical. And so at that point, once you put it into the end of the mailer, you know, and you got it in there, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna stop that motion from going on through when they sling that thing. Okay, five percent of what I send out gets damaged like that. All right, which I is mean, a lot. It, yeah, it's cost me thousands. Me personally, thousands. Yeah. Uh, but then, okay, so uh, I started looking around because I'm thinking, you know, my my thing is like I could have never done uh, the rubber bands. Remember the shaped rubber bands because I couldn't stop somebody else from coming in and making those, you know, and I, I just, that, that always concerns me. So I'm sitting there thinking, well, geez, this is a good idea. I need to prevent anybody from doing this, but I didn't invent anything, you know? Well, you don't have to, to get a patent because it's a process patent. It's an industrial patent. You're taking, it's like building a machine essentially, except for I'm putting wrap on record. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, extremely simple one and and so I filed for it and i was sitting there at the house a few days later because then i'm trying to think well how am i gonna okay so i could sell this to people i'm not gonna make it i'm gonna license it out i'm not gonna sell it i'm gonna i'm gonna approach you know a company that does uh you know lp products you know to 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 do that but i'm sitting there thinking man okay so all right, so this would be fine for an individual that wants to sell it, you know, wants to ship something out and they're careful about it, but that's not a huge market. And I think, man, I need to get this into the record stores. And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I've got this thing where I just I just shut my eyes and 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 I can see whatever I need to see. Okay. That's how that's how I thought everybody did did this. I didn't realize everybody did do it. <laughs> a lot of people do, but not everybody does. I mean, that's that's how like whenever I picked a ball off in football. I'd already made the run in my mind. I'd done it the night before laying in bed. I knew what I was going to do. And so that's kind of what I do. Okay. And so I close my eyes and I put myself in the back shop of a, of a record store. And what I was thinking about initially was like, so one of my favorite tools that I own is a tape dispenser. This damn tape dispenser. I paid over $400 for this thing. And it's about 10 inches wide and about two feet deep. And that's what I got to have to seal up these records, you know? And so I'm thinking that and I'm thinking, man, okay. So I need to get some real estate in the back of this, this shop. And I'm thinking, what would it take? I don't know, two by two. And so I'm sitting there and I'm thinking that and, and I'm going, okay, so I'm going to put the, put the record in and it's going to wrap it vertically. And I thought, hold on just a second. So every time I go into a record store anymore, almost every one of them on brand new records, they've got them inside resealable sleeves, okay? And they got a sticker over the top of it. 
because people are ripping them and stealing the discs, right. you know, <laughs> taking it and putting it in a $2, you know, record. Right. And so they do that to make a tanter seal. And I thought to myself, damn it, I'm sitting here talking about wrapping this way and this way. All I got to do is go this way and this way and seal it. There's a tamper seal on that thing now. And I'm thinking they'll buy it for that. They'll buy it for that because, you know, I'm thinking about the machine at this point, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, so they're going to want to mail them out. And then, and I came up with an analogy because I'm not going to tell you what, what I see, but I'm still got my eyes closed and I walk out and I look in the, in the shop and dude, I just broke down crying. I did. It, it, I mean, it was insane. And because I realized when I looked out in the store, okay, so I'm, I see three Kiss Love Gun records. Two of them have got this record wrap on it and one of them doesn't. Why doesn't it have it on it? It's a freaking counterfeit. It's a freaking counterfeit. That's brilliant. You know the movie Grown Ups? You know the yep. movie Grown Ups? Yep. You remember, I'm aware you remember, of it. I've never seen it. Do you remember the scene where Kevin James was in the swimming pool and he peed in it? <laughs> and what happened? What happened? Everybody saw it, didn't they? Yeah, it turned blue or something, right? Okay, it ain't going to turn blue, but everybody's going to see that counterfeit record sitting in the shelf. Yep. That means the guy that opened up the box from the distributor that sold him that whether he knew it was counterfeit or not, it ain't going to have the wrap on it because I ain't going to let them get it on. Okay. Because now I realized, man, I got something that, that I think, you know, stores, I know I would be willing to pay for that to be on there in the first place when I open up my damn box, because then all I've got to do is put the record straight into the straight into the, uh, uh, into the mailer and send them out. These guys just need to put them out on the shelf. They haven't changed the packaging on a record since 1940. And I, I think it's getting ready to happen. And I'm, I'm not going to go much deeper than that. I'll just, I'll just tell you beyond this, no, no, no business plan revealed, but I'll tell you what I'm going to tell them when I walk in the boardroom. I got a $20 million a year annual cash revenue flow for you. You can only get it from me. Do you want it? Who the hell's going to turn that down? Now there's a percentage of that they're going to have to give me, right? <laughs> but but uh, oh. who is not? Who's going to turn that down? And it's real. It's real. Good for you, man. Good for you. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. So are you? So, what, what what are you calling it? Are you calling it the Sh the Shannon wrap? Record wrap. Record wrap. Oh, it's put all your one name word. in it. What no, did you learn no, from Gene no, Simmons? No. Hey, I, well, I'll tell you what I learned from Gene Simmons. I learned how to license myself. That's what I oh, learned that's from Gene true. Simmons. But this you whole, still put your name on everything. No, 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 not the <laughs> record wrap, not the record wrap. In fact, I don't know. You guys probably never paid attention to it. I used to wear round glasses all the time and a bright shirt and a jacket. I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not the face. I'm not the face of this. I was developing that as a face for something. So we won't be able to go to your website and click on your cod piece to order something like this. Well, I, I guess I could put a cod piece on there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but anyway. $29.95. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, guys, there's no guarantees in life on nothing. You know, I mean, the the the, the retail version of it, it's going to go fine. I, I don't know. I don't know what that's worth to me. I don't have any clue. 
this other one's just an insane amount of money. <laughs> and uh, I think it's got a shot. I think it's got a shot. It's, uh, I love you know, it. Keep us updated and let us know what happens. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. I will. Hey, thank yeah. you for sharing that because that was a private conversation we had. I was, I just, I'm so, because you're my friend. I'm just, I'm so proud yeah. of you. I'm so happy for it. I yeah, what a that, cool, man. creative idea. I love well, it. I know. Well, you know, the, the beauty of it is usually whenever you get something like this and you start talking about it and people go, well, what about this? What about this? There is none of that. And no, if, nobody could give you a what about. Yeah. And if I told you guys what my unit cost was for each of these, your jaw would just drop because that's what everybody does. Because, again, it's garbage that I'm using. <laughs> right. Hey, God bless you. Good. Yeah, I, 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 the, the best way I came up with it, uh, uh, an explanation of it, I was telling a friend, I said, uh, uh, you know, it's like if uh, if you if you discovered if you threw a guitar pick in your in your in your gas tank and all of a sudden you got 60 miles a gallon for the next two months. You can patent that. You don't have to make the guitar pick. You don't have to make the car. Mm -hmm. You just had to figure out a better process. I mean. This is a beautiful country, man. It really is. Amen. That's amazing. Amen. Good for you, Tom. Well, you know, thank you for joining us today. And, yep, and fascinating as always. Discussing your Peter Chris albums and that book and your new patent. And uh, I love these kind of conversations. Well, I enjoyed it. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, expect your gold jacket here soon. Oh, and I think I time before he gets a gold jacket oh, okay okay <laughs> we need to st we, we need to make some with the three sides logo on the there you go the, you know everybody be snazzy there <laughs> and and again anybody looking for information what just go to the rockologist facebook page facebook page that'd be the best place to go right now and and as long as they're on facebook trust me they'll get plastered with it yep and okay. uh We'll 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 play the video here at the end of the show as well for the Peter Chris releases. Great great job on the video. Yeah, Michael Edwards did an awesome job. Very very pro looking. You know, again, it goes along with everything you do. It's very yeah. quality, high quality. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Awesome. For thanks again for joining us, Tom. This was uh, this was great. You're always welcome to come back on and talk about your next patent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take care. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. cool talking with tom i mean he's he's smart he knows he knows what he's talking about you know mm -hmm. i'm very excited on these peter chris releases 
because they're going to happen and they're going to be top quality. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. I mean, it's, it's a little niche for sure, but mm-hmm. good, good for him. And you know, it's, it's great to see Peter getting some, some of this stuff out and it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what sort of enhanced bonus package he's working on with Peter, whether it's autographs or I don't know what, but yeah. uh, you know, that that's cool. It's cool that, mm-hmm. that Peter's going to get involved and do a little something here. So I think so. Um, watch the Rockologist page on Facebook, and we'll keep you updated as well as things come along. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, I think we're almost out of your asylum photos. We might have another week's worth. So Okay, so I'll get uh, cracking on the dynasties. Yeah, we need to get some more photos from you to start sharing. Um, I don't know where Mark went to when we ended the interview. He just got up and left. Maybe we're assuming that Liz was cooking some food and he smelled it and left. Or did he quit the show? He he might have quit the show, but he would have turned it it off. Well, I don't know. He knows how to turn it off. That's true. We're we're assuming he has some technological skill, which we know he does not. Let's let's just hope he doesn't come back with his pants down or something like that. God, I hope he realizes. I don't want to to see the blue speedo again. No. uh -uh. Um, So uh, homework would be: Why don't you guys tell us if you have any of the uh, releases that Tom has done? Yeah. And who's your favorite? What you like about him? Yeah. And uh, do you plan on getting the Peter Chris? reissues that he's going to be putting out here mm-hmm. that'll that that that's your homework you know where to go to answer those questions yeah um if you're watching us on youtube hit that subscribe button if you're on spotify follow us itunes subscribe and leave a review and rating and i don't have my calendar real handy but i think next week's guest slash show is going to be incredibly cool and incredibly insightful into the Kiss Asylum era. Or it might not be at all. Oh, yeah. Who knows? I mean, you know the way yeah. we, we go. We might just crap our pants. Just flying. It's train wreck. But I don't think this one will be a train wreck. If, if everything yeah. comes through as it was planned, it'll be a great show. Someone um, asked me about preparation, and I just laughed. You're like, preparation H? H. <laughs> exactly. We don't do any show prep. That's the only prep we've got on this show is some preparation H. <laughs> and Mark is a major stockholder. <laughs> oh God. All right. We're grossing people out. Um Thanks. that that's it, everybody. We will see everybody next week. Yep. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.